What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hank Show. Indeed it is, indeed it is. Hello, live and on tape from lovely... <clears throat> wow, I really don't have a voice. From lovely Whitehall Drive here in the beautiful city of Kinston, North Carolina. It is Thursday, February the 2nd. It's Groundhog Day in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 793 of the Brian Hank Show presented by Lenore Community College. My co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey, will be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. Man, I know I tell you we have jam-packed shows, and we do. I mean, that's one of the things I can pride myself and ourselves on here with uh, uh, here on the Brian Hanks Show is, man, we bring you the best guests. It is jam-packed. We have a ton of stuff to talk about. Today is definitely no exception. We don't have two guests or three guests. We have four guests for you today. Uh, it's starting with joining me in less than 20 minutes. In fact, uh, Shane, if you're listening, it's probably going to be about 15 after. Uh, we're going to give him a call. It's going to be the voice of the University of Mount Olive Athletics and the Down East Wood Ducks. That's right. We're going to be talking some Down East Wood Ducks, too. It's going to be Shane Albee, uh, the, the voice of Wayne County, uh, joining us as he does every Thursday. Uh, a bit of news came out of Wilmington yesterday about the Texas Rangers looking to... <laughs> Oh, man, I, I just got a great text message from Shane, too. That's awesome, uh, of a kitty cat uh, looking up at him right now. Yeah, my boy Shane, owner of Nine Cats. I love it. I absolutely love it. But we're going to talk to him about a ton of stuff. UMO played that school from Wilson last night, as Shane calls Barton. We're going to recap that game. We've got a lot of stuff to talk to uh, Shane about when he joins us. But he's going to be with us for a good time, not a long time, because uh, uh, we're also – to end our first hour, about 45 minutes or so here into this first hour, we're going to be talking to the general manager of the Down Eastwood Ducks, John Clemens. Uh, there was a big report that came out yesterday from Wilmington TV station WWAY about the Texas Rangers looking into uh, uh, putting some money and uh, building a uh, their own facility in Leland, North Carolina, which if you're not familiar with Leland, but it sounds familiar, well, it should sound familiar because uh, that is where Steve Mintz is from, uh, our, uh, former, uh, our former manager and former pitching coach for the Down Eastwood Ducks. Uh, he's been uh, in Australia for the past three or four months. In fact, uh, I'll get to a neat little story about that here in a moment. But, uh, man, it was all over social media yesterday, especially here in Kinston about uh, the Texas Rangers looking in to uh, going to uh, Leland and building a facility there. And, of course, uh, the star news out of Wilmington immediately jumps on it and makes it sound like the Down East Wood Ducks are going there. I don't know what the truth is. I don't know what the rest of the story is, but that's why we're going to have John Clemens on 
to join us uh, here at the tail end of this first hour to tell us what the deal is. I mean, is does this mean we're losing our wood ducks? Does this mean they're just doing it for another independent team? They've already got two teams, Texas does, here in North Carolina with the Hickory Crawl Dads and the Texas Rangers. But you know what? We're going to get to the bottom of it. We're not just going to assume things like uh, TV stations in Wilmington and the Wilmington Star News. We're going to uh, get to the bottom of it and find out what is going on when we have John Clements joining us at the end of our first hour today. Well, how about our second hour? That's a hell of a show just right there. But let me tell you, in our second hour, we're going to be joined by, I'm going to try not to fanboy out too much. I know I have the last couple of times he's been on, but he's a preeminent voice of ACC basketball and football in the world. It's a legendary David Glenn. Uh, Man, we've got a lot to talk to him about. I want to talk to him about last night's Carolina game. And, man, Pitt uh, assistant coach Jason Capel. And uh, I'm not going to delve too much into that right now because I'd rather uh, talk to the expert himself and David Glenn. But, man, we're going to talk about Carolina basketball. We're going to talk about NC State basketball. That's right, Mr. Mr. Greg Clemens. Uh, We're going to talk to him about uh, NC State, the Wolfies, last night. I mean, they had no trouble whatsoever uh, in their big win last night against a good team, against a very solid Florida State team, which had been playing uh, a lot better, and they just uh, disintegrated them. I mean, it wasn't even a game. I think it was – I don't even remember. I I was messaging – all I got to do is go back through my messages with Mr. Clemens because we were uh, messaging throughout the night. Let me see here. What, uh, 27-4, 30-4. Uh, 35 to six, 46 to 17 at one point. And then, uh, they just, they rolled to that win over Florida state. And in fact, check this out for size. This is one of the things we'll talk to, uh, David about when he joins us in the second hour. But, uh, if the ACC tournament began today, how about this? NC state would get a double buy. They would not have to play in the first two rounds of it. Cause Clemson would be number one seed, Virginia two. Pittsburgh three and NC State four. If I had told you, dear listener, that uh, on February 2nd, a month before the regular season ends uh, for the ACC, that NC, State, that NC State would be the only North Carolina team in the double buy territory, it wouldn't be Duke, it wouldn't be Carolina, it wouldn't be Wake Forest, you would have scoffed at me. I know Greg Clemens would have scoffed at me, but they are 18-5 and five right now. They're 8-4 and four in the ACC. And they have that tiebreaker over Miami, which makes them the number four seed right now. So congratulations to my Woofy friends. Tammy Kelly, uh, goodness gracious, everybody. I've got a lot of uh, NC State friends, but congratulations to every single one of you. Uh, State's playing great. But that's two of the things I want to ask about Virginia. I want to ask what in the world has happened to Louisville. Got my little list of questions here I'm going to ask. But I'm not going to be by myself uh, talking to uh, our good friend David Glenn. I am going to be joined by WRNS sales executive to the stars, Jason Bryant, right here in our plush well-lit studio. He's going to help me with my interview with David. He he is like me. They, uh, Jason is like me, just a fanboy. We we love us some uh, David Glenn. Uh, I remember when he used to have his show. It was must listen. I mean, you had to li- if you want to know what was going on in the ACC, in football, basketball, anything. You had to listen to David Glenn and. Just very excited to uh, have him on the show. I think this is his third appearance, so 
pretty excited about that. Okay, let's uh, jump into, uh, like I said, we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. Great guests. And again, like I said, here in the first hour, Shane Albee, the great Shane Albee, and then John Clements joining us here in the first hour. And then in the next hour, David Glenn and Jason Bryant. So, man, we've got a show for you here on Thursday, February the 2nd. Tell you what, before we jump into everything, let me thank our good friends over at Lenore Community College for almost 65 years. Almost 65 years, Lenore Community College has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kinston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton to find out how you can change your life today. And thank you so much to uh, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at LCC. And speaking of LCC, we're going to catch you up on their basketball game last night here in a moment. But also uh, our uh, guests tomorrow are going to be from uh, Lenore Community College, and that is uh, Jessica Cruz. And uh, Jordan Amburn, Amburn, they're going to be right here in our plush well-lit studio here on Whitehall Drive in our second hour tomorrow to talk about uh, a great play that is coming up for uh, the drama department at LCC. So pretty excited about that. So uh, be sure to join us for that. We'll have Mark Panicelli in our first hour, and then we'll have Jessica Cruz and Jordan Amburn in our second hour from LCC. Again, thank you, uh, all the folks over at Lenore Community College, for uh, helping uh, helping uh, us give you this show every, show every day here on 960thebull, 960thebull.com, and 252ESPN. We really do appreciate them. Okay, uh, let's get started here. Uh, it, it, let me tell you something. Uh, nothing shook up social media yesterday like uh, this report. Originally, I saw it from the Wilmington Star News, but then uh, – they basically took the whole report from uh, WWAY. It's a TV station down in Wellington. So uh, that's where I'm, I'm getting my information from because I didn't see any original news from the Wilmington Star News part of it other than just uh, re, uh, rehashing everything WWAY said. But uh, their report is that minor league baseball could be uh, coming to northern Brunswick County down in uh, the Wilmington area. REV Entertainment and the Texas Rangers reached out to the town of Leland about the possibility of bringing a professional sports team, a ballpark, and an entertainment venue to the area. They met with them uh, uh, right around Christmas, right before Christmas. Uh, kind of sounds like what happened when, uh, what, back in the 2016 area when uh, that same organization came to Kinston to uh, talk to Bill Ellis and uh, Mayor B.J. Murphy and city manager Tony Sears at that time and other city leaders to uh, talk about uh, bringing baseball to Kinston, bringing baseball back to Kinston. And uh, as you know, it goes without saying, uh, Tony and uh, Bill Ellis and and Mayor Murphy uh, did a really good job of getting baseball back here. This is what, and if you have any questions, if you're listening right now and you have a question you'd like me to ask Clemens or uh, John Clemens, just let me know and I will get it to him. But I think my initial question is going to be, does this mean there'll be a third base, a third Texas Rangers team in North Carolina? Or does this mean they're moving the Down Eastwood Ducks to, uh, to Wilmington? I don't know the answer to that. And I'm not going to speculate like some folks uh, have out there. I just know uh, my heart is broken at this moment if it's uh, the possibility because I think of, I don't think about it. I know 
the hard work that BJ and Tony and Bill Ellis and all those folks did to uh, get baseball back here to Kinston. And I would hate to think that we would lose it already. Uh, which may, which just leads me to we'll find out what we need to find out from John, and if that is the case, then uh, we're going to have some city council members and the mayor here on the show in the next little bit, uh, in the next few days, to uh, just find out what we need to do to keep this team here. Uh, too many people worked way too hard. I know attendance hasn't been exactly where uh, where it needs to be. I mean, I know. We need we need 2,200, 2,500 people a game out at uh, Historic Granger Stadium every night for the Down East Wood Ducks, not just for opening night, not just for July 4th, uh, or we're going to lose a team. And maybe, you know what, I'll speculate later. I'll speculate later. But, uh, man, we need to do what we can do to keep this team here if we really want it here. And maybe that's what the conclusion is, is do we want baseball in Kansas? Do we want – Minor league, real professional baseball. And I'm not talking about the wood bat league with the coastal plain league. I'm talking about minor league baseball, low single A baseball right here in Kinston. And uh, I think the only way to answer, I know John Clemens does. I know Janelle Bullock does. I know, uh, you know, all those folks do and I do and Shane Albee and all those guys. But I, until fans get out and start supporting it, it's just going to, it's going to fall it's going to fall away, I think. But we'll see uh, when we talk. Like I said, when we talk to Clemens, we'll find out what he has to say about it. Uh, I tell you what, speaking of the Wood Ducks, uh, Steve Mintz, uh, you know, we were keeping you up with the uh, the uh, Auckland Territora. They lost in the semifinals of the Australian Baseball League uh, playoffs. But uh, he messaged me last night. And he was over the Pacific and sent me a uh, an, uh, an iPhone message. It was pretty cool. So we messaged back and forth last night. So, uh Glad to have him back. He's on his way to Leland right now. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Hey, ENC Moments has some great stories up there. Yesterday was uh, the start of signing uh, week here in Nor- in the United States, in fact. And we had a couple of big signings yesterday. Aaron Jones from Arundel Parrot Academy. He committed to Guilford College and uh, then uh, to play football. And then South North's Michaela Sassanen, she, rep- uh, she committed to pick community college to play softball and volleyball for the Bulldogs. Both those stories up at encmoments.com. So uh, check that out. Go to Junius Smith III's encmoments.com. He's got the complete story on both those events and uh, a game that took place last night. We'll go ahead and get into prep sports uh, or games that happened last night. Uh, South Lenore, where he did the uh, – oh, shoot, I should have it right up here in front of me. Sorry, Junius. Green Central, he was in Snow Hill last night for senior night. Green Central uh, swept Washington. Uh, the boys won 69-64. to They're now 18-4 and overall, 9-1 and in the uh, Eastern Plains 2A. The, dream, uh, the Green Central girls, <clears throat> they beat Washington 43-32. to The Lady Rams are now 8-13 and overall, 4-6 and in the uh, uh, EP2A. South and Order split with uh, Dixon last night. They were down at Dixon. The boys lost 61-51. to They're now 4-12 and overall, but they get to turn around quick today as they will be at home against East Duplin. Uh, the South and Order girls won last night, though, 42-32. to They're back above 500 again. They're 10-9 and overall. Uh, the only games taking place tonight, East Duplin is at South and North. South and Order girls, like we said, 10-9 and overall, 6-4 and in the conference taking on uh, the East Duplin girls who are 8 and 10 overall, 4 and 5 in the conference and then the South North boys 4 and 12 overall, 2 and 8 in the East Central 2A taking on the East Duplin girls who are 4 or the East Duplin boys 
who are uh, five and ten overall, four and five in the conference, and a really good chance for South Lenore to climb out of last place there as they take on uh, East Duplin tonight. Uh, hometown heroes. We'll try to get to these real quick here. The big thing is tonight uh, at eight thirty today. Uh, New Orleans and Brandon. They are uh, taking on Reggie and the Mavericks. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks. That is going to be a very good game. And if you've got NBA League Pass, you need to have it fired up. Like I said, at eight thirty tonight. I can tell you, it'll be on here in the Hanks household tonight as uh, those two guys will be taking on each other. Only take on each other four times in a regular season. This is one of those four games. So excited about that. The LCC Lancers last night. Uh, they lost. Their seventh straight game, they fell to 2-19 and overall with a tough, with a hard 82-78 to loss at Fayetteville Tech. They are off tonight, but they play at home Friday night against Patrick and Henry, and then they're uh, at Guilford Tech on Saturday. Uh, we'll, we'll get more into ACC stuff when we have David Glenn on here in our second hour, but Dontrez Styles in Carolina, uh, they lost at home last night 65-64. Uh, to uh, Trez did play, uh, officially it was for a minute. It was probably a little less than that. He was brought in, uh, right before a TV timeout to play some defense on Nelly Cummings. And, uh, the one possession that he played, he, he played good or he played well. Uh, the Tar Heels, they are at Duke on uh, Saturday at six 30. That's going to be a big game. Isaac Parson, Jeremy Dixon, uh, you're probably wondering, well, they were supposed to play last night. Uh, and when they tra- were supposed to travel to Bluefield to uh, take them on yesterday in a non-CIAA game. However, that game was canceled, and I uh, thank you to uh, Coach Tad Parson from Kenton High School's son. Obviously, Isaac Parson plays for Winston-Salem State, and he gave me he, he gave me the T on that, that uh, there were some players sick on the team for Winston-Salem State, so they didn't play that game last night. Damian Dunn and Temple, they're off until Sunday when they host number three Houston at six. That'll be on ESPN2. Uh, Shanti Lynch in Maryland Eastern Shore, they are off until Saturday, February the 11th, when they take on Norfolk State. And then last night in uh, the beautiful town of Mount Olive, Dory Hines in Mount Olive, uh, they lost at home versus at school in Wilson. Uh, that is uh, Shane Albee talk for uh, Barton University. That final was 94-84, to 84, but they are home versus King University Saturday at 6, and that will be on uh, in Conference Carolina's action. And joining us. On our uh, Spence Automotive guest line. Beep, beep. <laughs> there you go. I, I live for that every week. But joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line is the voice of University of Mount Olive Athletics. And uh, I, I appreciate the uh, the uh, messages that I got from you, the, the Snapchats that I got from you last night, uh, Shane, as uh, the team was fired up and getting ready to take on that school from Barton. And just for folks who may be joining us for the very first time, Mount Olive, Barton, you guys just don't like each other very much, do you? Uh, that would be a negative ghost writer. <laughs> I love that you can't even say their name. That Now, i got to ask you, you're on the mic, okay? I mean, you're the voice of University of Mount Olive Athletics. Do you actually utter the words Barton University when you're on the mic? I mean, I, I guess you kind of have to, don't you? Well, I will say that they are Barton College. Um, but, um, yeah, I unfortunately have to. And it was so funny last night, courtside, 
one of the coolest parts about being a public address announcer for a long time at a university is you get new students in every year who have to figure out for the first time that this guy's crazy. And and uh, so last night, right before the game, like, hey, should I introduce their starting lineup as the school from Wilson? And uh, a couple of them were like, yeah, you should do that. And they were looking at me like, are you really going to do that? And I was like, I would do that. You know, uh, but no, I I mean, believe me, I, I want to do that. Um, but no, unfortunately, but I do say it, you know, like um, now in the game for, you know, even like number two, uh, Donovan Harrison, now in the game for Barton College or now in the game for Barton. You know what I mean? It's very mundane. The lineup is read very mundane. And if you ever watch, and they do it to us too, you know what I mean? It's, it's, uh, it's literally monotone. And then when you get to your own team, I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the biggest problem that, well, I'll tell you what, now that's all cute and everything, but I just prefer uh, Duke and Carolina. Well, Hey buddy, um, just think of what we would be if, if we actively promoted it, <laughs> you know what I mean? Division two schools are more concerned with academics than they are about promoting their athletics and they don't realize you can do both. I mean, I'm telling it's a conversation Alex Hayden and I have had a bunch. You know what I mean? We've stood out in the parking lot at the Carnegie Arena while everybody else has gone home. We're still out there going, man, what if they did this? And man, we would do that. And Alex would be like, I would do it for free. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, if they promoted it, but one of my friends called me during the game and she works with me at, at my job. And I was like, Hey, this is uh, me. Uh, this is what it sounds for me. Um, lying to you. I am not doing a basketball game right now. And, and I, and, and it's so funny. I said, I said, it's Mount Olive and Barton. I said, it's, this is the, the North Carolina division two, a version of Duke Carolina, but you know, it's tapered off over the years. I mean, we used to have some ridiculous crowds, you know, we had a good crowd there last night, but quite honestly, you know, the students packed the house last night because at halftime we re- we recognized uh, students with, with over a 3.25 GPA, and there were a ton of them. You know what I mean? So Division two schools are going to put their emphasis on things like that as opposed to, you know, building building arenas and, and having amenities and advertising it, and you know what I mean? But it's oh, yeah. still, if you just love basketball, it is a absolute rivalry. They, those teams go at it, and that game was much closer than the score. You know, Mount Olive fouling to stop the clock at the end, and them hitting the uh, free throws and stuff. But it was a really, really good basketball game, and and Dory was in his element. In fact, he even you know picked up a tech last night for uttering a four letter word that rhymes with Chuck. You know, and uh, <laughs> duck. Why would they give him a, a technical for saying duck? Yeah, and let me tell you, it was it was it was a rapid. You ever see referees do that? The the referees running down the court. He's not paying you no mind. Then all of a sudden, it's like the, uh, like somebody hits a word. switch. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, but but um, but he was fired up, and um, yeah, I realized too. You got two teams, two teams last night in two periods. Uh, you you have Ron Levensee, a veteran coach, uh, who is a uh, a national championship coach who this is a D one coach. I mean, to listen to this guy, uh, talk and, and talk to his players. I mean, you close your eyes, you'd swear you were talking to this guy could coach anywhere, you know? And then you've got Dory who is brand new, honestly, you know, and building a program, but, um, and you could see even before the game, 
Coach Levens, he walked over to Dory. I mean, right before the game, walked over to Dory and he was like, gave him his respect. You know what I mean? The coaches and the veteran coaches in the Conference Carolinas, they respect Dory. Yeah. They really do. Well, I love that I accidentally called him Boston or Boston, uh, Barton University, and you quickly corrected me and said Barton College. <laughs> but let me tell you this Keith Spence uh, just messaged me and said uh, he should just call them Atlantic Christian. Well, it's funny you say that. You know, it's like musical artists can say, like, you know, we, we're Lady Antebellum, now we're Lady A, and Prince was the artist formerly known as Prince. I thought about it this morning, called him the school formerly known as Atlanta Christian. So I did. <laughs> In fact, it's hilarious because if I ever bring them up in front of my mom or she catches wind, my mom's like, oh, Oh, that's right. Ava Gardner went there. They were, they were Atlanta. She went to Atlanta Christian. You know what I mean? That's one of their claims to fame is that the actress Ava Gardner uh, was, is a, is a Atlantic Christian alum. Well, you know? one of the neat things too, and this is how been my sort of my line of demarcation for how old coaches are in this neck of the woods is uh, when you talk about Barton and, uh, or, you know, if you look at the resume or whatever, and they attended Atlanta, we've got several coaches in this neck of the woods who went to Atlantic Christian before it was named Barton. What year was that 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 happened? Or approximately? Oh, Lord, I want to say either late 90s or early 2000s. Okay, okay. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact, and you'll meet a lot of a former Mount Olive Trojans that were literally like, yeah, I went to Mount Olive for two years when we were a two-year school because they were a four-year school before we were. Yeah. And so a lot of guys went on to Atlantic Christian. You know, and it's funny when they tell me that, they're like, yeah, I did two years at Mount Olive and I wanted to stay there, but I uh, had to finish my baseball career in Atlantic Christian. And I go, it's okay. <laughs> Everybody has a dark period in their life, you know? Hey, can, can I complain about uh, that school in Wilson's uh, athletic website? Every other one in America that, you know, you go to men's sports, women's sports, and it's kind of listed down, you know, men's sports on the left side, alphabetical order, women's sports on the right side of alphabetical order. They've got basketball before baseball. I don't know if they know this at Barton or not, but uh, alphabetically, baseball comes before basketball. Well, you know, it's very funny you say that, Brian, because <laughs> even though I am a 51-year-old hey, man. I'm just, I'm just, t just, uh, just softballing these into Yarna. Absolutely. I'm loving it. I'm just like taking some, it's like taking some BP this morning. Um, but I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story behind that because even though I'm a grown man, my first thoughts last night as the clock was ticking down was that's all right. That's all right. We're going to see y'all on the baseball diamond. You know what I mean? You know, because that's your first thought is I even told one of the assistant coaches from Mount Olive last night, I was like, it's all right. We're going to touch him up. I said, well, gee, I wonder who the PA announcer will be when we play them. And uh, I wonder if he'll be the same guy who is PAing the basketball games. I'm just wondering, you know what I mean? But you got to realize in this world, folks, um, you reap what you sow. Now, don't get me wrong. Every now and then you get away with it. But every now and then you show up at Mount Olive in a different sport. And you go, wow, that, as these young people say today, that PA announcer is being extra. <laughs> well let's look back at the north i know uh you guys have established i mean i know wilson or wilson now you got me saying the school in wilson i know that uh barton is the siw baby the siw actually go. the way it the way it's properly said is that school in wilson so it's t-s-i-w yeah no that like yeah like that like t-h-a-t -T, that we don't be like hey good afternoon are you heading to the school in wilson no it's more like 
hey, what's that school in Wilson? You know, it's that school in Wilson. And they do the same stuff to us up there. You know, they, they call us Pickleheads or Pickle Town. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, there's more to Mount Olive than pickles, I'm just saying. There you go. There you go. But uh, here's what I was going to ask you, though. I mean, a, a big win, an 80-70 to 70 win over North Greenville, who you've told me. I know in baseball, for sure, you guys have uh, are building quite a rivalry with them. But uh, a nice win for uh, UMO over uh, North Greenville. Uh, on uh, on Saturday, uh, what a three win winning streak before that before they before you dropped one against a nationally ranked UNC Pembroke team. Tell you what, man, Dory and you said last night's game against a team that's eleven and three in Conference Carolinas. Tell you what, uh, Dory's got the Trojans trending in the right direction, doesn't he? He really does, and then we're in a position. You know, it's one of those situations where you know you play hard against those teams, and remember BC. I'll be, I'll be nice. Um, only lost to UNC Pembroke by one on the road, you know, um, and that's a different team than the team that played us in the pickle class, played in the pickle classic. Um, they probably have good Lord. I mean, they shot the lights out. They went, uh, they went on an 18 0 run in the second half. They were up by three at halftime. Mount Olive comes back and takes the three point lead. So a six point swing And then it's just one of those situations where we could have pushed their shooter into the crowd. He was still going to make the shot. You know, they went 18 on an 18-0 run, but Mount Olive hung tight and had a chance. We were up um, down by three possessions and a chance to cut it to two. Michael Brown um, had 26 points last night. He throws a pass to... Trayvon Farrell that Trayvon never sees coming. It was a pistol Pete move. And if Trayvon catches this pass, it's a two possession game. Um, but it's just little things like that. But absolutely that Mount Olive's got some games coming down the stretch. We can win. We're still in the playoff uh, picture, you know? And so Mount Olive absolutely has an opportunity to really, you know, um, make a mark in Dory's first year, no doubt against a really top-heavy, tough Conference Carolinas. The, the top three teams at the Conference Carolinas can play with anybody in Division Two. Yeah. Anybody. You know, and that's tough because these guys have been cruising for years. And so now here's Mount Olive in a period of transition. They literally have almost a whole brand-new coaching staff in the entire athletic department, a new athletic director, a new basketball coaching staff. You know what I mean? And the number one rule, I don't care if you're in coaching or you're in business management of a sales team, um, your number one job is recruiting and rules and, uh, items 10 through, uh, two through 10 refer to rule number one, you know, you've got to be, and that's what that story's strength. He's got to give him time to build the team, but man, to watch guys like Trayvon Farrell, Dorico Miller and BC did an amazing job last night. If you look, you can tell it by looking at the box score. They knew Mount Olive was going to shoot three pointers. They held Mount Olive to like eight of 26 three point shooting. And I saw them last night when Mount Olive would bring in Colin Radcliffe. Um, they would bring in here. One of their guys say shooter, you know what I mean? And they yeah. got in his, every time they threw the ball to Colin down in the, down on the wing, they were in his face and he was over four last night from three. And that's uncharacteristic of him. Shane Peterson was two for five. Uh, Michael Brown was, was, was four for eight. He was, he had a great night. He, he just, he's just so quick, you know what I mean? But there's always, they can't stop everybody, but they stopped who they needed to stop, you know? Um, and it was just, they just defended really well. They did their homework. They knew that Mount Olive, cause the game was much closer in, in Wilson 
But they did their homework. Mount Olive's a three-point shooting team, and that was the difference in the game last night. Well, uh, Michael Brown, who uh, is – has he broke the record yet? I know when I was with you or when I did that game for you a couple of weeks ago that someone told me that he was on the threshold of potentially breaking uh, Dory's record, assist record. He had nine – how about this for a stat line? This is a pretty doggone strong stat line, uh, Shane Albee. 26 points, including four of eight from three-point range. The rest of the team went four for 18 from the three-point range, but Michael Brown did his job. But 26 points, nine assists, five rebounds last night. That's a, that's a pretty good night at the office, isn't it? Tell us a little bit about Michael Brown and his uh, legacy he's creating there at Mount Olive. He's absolutely the most humble guy you will ever meet in your life. If you met this guy on a basketball court, and you couldn't see his body. You know what I mean? He's cut up. You know what I mean? He's got the body of a basketball player. You know, but you would honestly think, I can take this guy. You know what I mean? Because he talks like, he's not real. Hey, Michael, how you doing? <laughs> I mean, he's like, hey, pretty good, pretty good. I mean, last night when he finally came out of the game, you know, I, you know, I feel, you know, as PA announcers, I'm all like, you know, I'm all like, hell of a game, Mike. He's like, thanks. You know what I mean? <laughs> but this guy is absolutely, uh, he's right, right in the, cut from the same cloth as a Dontrell Bright. I mean, yeah. this guy is, he's very good. Um, well, how close and, is uh, he to the assist record uh, that Nor that Dory holds there? He's know. very, he's pretty close. He's pretty close. Um, he really is. Um, in fact, what I saw last night, it's funny mention, you bring that up and coming up later in the Brian Hank show, we will uncover the <laughs> mystery. Um, <laughs> um, does he really say Lucy or is that a figment of Shane's imagination? We'll find out. Um, but, uh, but, uh, Michael and him are almost like colleagues. Um, Michael's been on the team a while. He's almost like a COVID senior. Um, Michael's, I mean, I don't know really anything about his personal life, but it wouldn't shock me if it's like, yeah, Mike works at Georgia Pacific and has a wife and three kids. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because Michael Brown is the leader of that team. And the two of them um, last night, the, Dory and Mike talked to each other like they're on this, like they're running the point together. You know what I mean? Because they'll just they'll say stuff to like last night, Dory sat down and, and Mike walked by, was running by and Mike was like, stand up, Dory, stand up, get up, Dory, get up. You know what I mean? And uh, I just talk to each other like, like they're, you know, and you almost, and that's brilliant coaching. You know, if you've got a guy like that, that's in a leadership role, you never, he's your guy. I mean, he's basically your, he's a leader of that team, but Michael Brown has just very quietly over the years led the team and always been the leader in the conference in assists. He led the he led the conference in assists as a freshman. Wow! But last night I saw two passes from him, one that Trayvon missed, and Trayvon Farrell's a very humble guy. Um, he was in on the uncovering of the Nutsi mystery last night too. I'll let you know how that played out. But Trayvon Farrell at one point comes out of the game and sits next to me, just covered in absolute sweat, and he doesn't say a word. Wait, wait, He's not wait, allowed. Wait a minute. Who was covered in sweat? You or him? Tra well, maybe both of us, but like, but like Trayvon, man, that's a warrior, man. That dude's a warrior. And he sat down, looked at him. And I said, they have no answer for you. He goes, I know. He goes, but I wish they would just call a foul. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> the crazy thing about college basketball nowadays, you referees is last night, guys are getting murdered in the paint. Now I understand why it goes on in high school basketball. High school basketball is an absolute 
circus. And what I mean by that, if you called every foul under the basket in high school basketball, we'd be here for five hours. You know what I mean? It's unreal. But it's it's the pendulum swings a th- complete 360. Uh, if I touch you on the elbow, it's a foul. Touch, I touched you. It's a yeah. foul. But you, but I, but if I stab you into the basket, nothing. You know what I mean? And that's what happened. Farrell was getting killed last night, and that's what gets story. That's what gets story fired up. You know what I mean? Call a foul. Yeah. Call a foul. You know what I mean? Please call a foul. You know, and I in the in the in the. Uh, the comments from the fans behind me are epic. You know, where you got these referees? You know, but <laughs> well, let, let's solve the. As everybody around here knows, and can, and again, that voice you're listening to. Let me reset here. It's Shane Alby. He's the voice of University of Mount Olive Athletics, the voice of the Down East Wood Ducks. And uh, speaking of that, we're going to have uh, Down East Wood Ducks general manager John Clemens here on. Uh, in about eight or nine minutes or so, we're going to talk to him about that report. I just wanted to get, did you see that report out of Wilmington yesterday that uh, the Rangers are talking to uh, county leaders in uh, Brunswick County about potentially building a new stadium and everything down there for a team? Did you get a chance to see any of that yesterday? No, sir. No, that's breaking news to me. Yeah, yeah. A little bit nervous about that, and it was spread all over, and of course, the Wilmington Star News uses a, a picture from uh, the Down East Wood Ducks to to sell their story or whatever. And my gut is, I don't think this has anything to do with the Wood Ducks. I honestly think that there may be, you know, they've already got teams in Hickory and in here in Kinston. I think maybe they'll bring a new one. But John Clemens is going to clear all that up for us uh, when he joins us here in a few minutes. But So I really don't even want your reaction because we don't even know the whole story about it. Until wow. We get no, that's just, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's a wow. But folks here in Kinston, of course, I mean, everybody knows Nootsie Hines, Curtis Hines. I mean, obviously, everybody loves Dory, but Nootsie came before him and was just a three-point shooting uh, specialist, helped lead the uh, uh, the Kinston Vikings to the state championship game in 2007. Now, he didn't win the championship. Uh, they won a year after he graduated. But, uh, man, look, you talk about somebody that you think Dory is beloved, and he is. Everybody loves Dory here in Kinston and Lenora County, Shane. Man, it's the same thing with Nootsie. People love Nootsie. But one of the cool things is uh, that seems to be a play call for uh, Dory uh, during games. You know what? I'm not. I, I, I'm going to let you take take it away from there and tell us about the mystery of Nootsie, Shane Alvey. This is great stuff. So right before the game last night, Dory comes out, and I look at Dory, and I say, Dory, He's sitting down. I mean, I can touch him if I wanted to. And I was like, hey, Dory, uh, you've got to solve a mystery for me and Brian Hanks. And I know that if I name drop you, he'll listen to me. You know what I mean? He'd <laughs> be like, I'm tuning this guy out. I'll be Hanks at something. And so I said, you got to solve a mystery for me and me and Brian Hanks. I said, um, I said, do you call Isaiah Bridges? I said, do you call him Nootsy? And uh, he said, you mean uh, like my brother? He said, no, 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 it's uh, Nooski. It's Nooski, like Nooski. And uh, like N-E-W-S-K-I. And I was like, why do you why do you call him that? And then when he went to answer me, he was like part. Then he started to like his coaches came over and he was just I couldn't hear what he said. And I was like, no, I've got to know the origin of this. And um. And I, and I did say to Dory, I said, is it because he's a new guy on the team? And he went, yeah, yeah. And I said, and I said, uh, cause he's a sophomore transfer from Chicago. 
Isaiah Bridges. And I said, I said, it's because I said, it's because he's a new guy on the team. And Dory's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, who calls him that? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought I heard the <laughs> And I thought I heard, I thought I heard, I, this, this is actually what I heard. Yeah, yeah, uh, 12. And I looked down at the roster like, okay, number 12 calls him that. Wait, there's no 12 on the roster. Not good. So, so uh, we panned to the Trayvon Farrell encounter. And I said to Trayvon, when he sat down next to me, they'd just taken him out of the game. He had just went in there hard in the paint. Just let me tell you the truth. Win or lose, we never back down from the dogs, baby. And um, and I asked Trayvon, I said, I said yeah, I said I was talking to Dory uh, about Isaiah being called Nooski. I said, uh, <laughs> I, said who, I said, who calls him that? Who called? And then by this time, Dory was next to us. And, and, and I'll tell you, it's so funny. This is exactly how it played out. And I said, I said, well, who calls him that? And Trayvon goes, he calls himself that. I said, what? I said, I said, yeah, he, he come when he come to us, he said that he, he calls himself Nooski. And, um, <laughs> like, hey, everybody, I'm, I'm, uh, hey, attention, everyone. I'm so glad to be here. I would like everyone to refer to me as Nooski. And, um, and Dory about that time was listening to me and Trayvon was like, yeah, 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 Nooski, yeah. I mean, he was, he could hear, he could hear me and Trayvon. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, for those of you out there, just remember, imitation is the highest form of flattery. <laughs> if I imitate you, I love you. Remember that. People don't realize that. But anyway, um, so I was like, what kind of a young man calls himself Nooski? Then when I saw where he was from Chicago, it, it, it figures. You think about that, and listen, there's no correlation, but you, people from that part of the country say, say things like, hey, Brian, hey, you want to go hang out with Maddie Meehan and have a brewski? That's, a, that's how they talk in that part of the world, you know, Chicago and Milwaukee. Hey, let's go get a couple of brewskis. So, that's, Dude, guess, but, you but, are but, on it this morning, my friend. You have made me laugh. Jake, go ahead. please continue. Please continue. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it, this is a to-be-continued because oh, my next okay. goal is to pull Isaiah Bridges aside and find out, you know, I know he's probably going to be taking layups before the game, listening to his uh, music on his beats, and I'm going to be like, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> of course, why do you call yourself Nurski? And he's going to be like, why are you asking me that? But I'm going to, I just got to, that's just how it is, man. It's just kind of stuff that makes us breathe. You know what I mean? It, um, but, you know, that's the kind of stuff that keeps teams loose. And I'll, I'll tell you, um, you know, when, when you can have that. And I can tell you, this is a very close Mount Olive bunch. These guys are close. They're not out of any game at all. They're, 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 it's a fight. I don't care who you are. When you play the Mount Olive Trojans, you're in for a fight, you know. And our women, our women lost a tough one against Barton last night. They, we actually had them on the ropes, but we were missing our best player, uh, Layla Harris. Um, she didn't play when you were there either. Um, she's real tall, leads one of the conference leaders in blocks, Division two leaders in blocks. Um, uh, she wasn't there. We had no size in the paint last night, and we had Barton by the ro- ropes until right at the very end. And I asked assistant coach Matt Snyder, I'm like, what happened? He goes, man, we just didn't have enough players. We, we ran out of gas. Yeah. He said, but we'll be all right. He said, we'll be all right. He said, we're, we're, we're in position to host a first round playoff game. We got some, we got a couple of tough games coming up, but we got like two, t- that's basically the Mount Olive on both sides, about two tough games coming up and about four games we should win, you know, so it's the, 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 the schedules favor the Trojans. Well, very now, good. I was going to, 
I was going to real quick. I know you got to get off here, too. Had an amazing time at the Wayne County Hot Stove Banquet this past Monday night. And I'm sorry I missed it, but I had I ended up having an engagement that I needed to be at, dude. But uh, There was a guy that looked like you. I kept looking like, is that Brian (laughs) Hanks? But I'll tell you who was there, Harlan Neal. <laughs> yes. By the way, John Clemens is listening to you right now too, so you can say hello to your to your boss, okay? Hey, John Clemens, you have no idea what's coming your way at Gray Stadium. <laughs> if you thought I was crazy in 2022, 2023 is going to be lit. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just- <laughs> he just said, "Ha ha, what up?" And can't wait to see you, Shane. Just that not that. Right he just there. doesn't want you to use that voice you just used right there. That's what he said. Just not that right. voice. Oh, I know. I know. I know. I have to. I have to set the. Pro- I have to put the. Uh, you know what? How we have to do? We have to set the proper setting on the creepy dial. You know. <laughs> God. Shane Albee, I love you, man. It, it, again, I will say what I've said every time we have you on. Got to admit, we're a little bit tired this morning. I'm fighting a little bit of something, and you can hear it in my voice too. Probably, I, I screamed too much a couple of nights ago at the uh, the Kenston Keenan game, and I'm still trying. Believe it or not, still you know the deal, dude. I'm still trying to recover from that. And but, dude, get you on. Who needs caffeine? Who needs green tea? Who needs coffee? When you got <laughs> Shane Albee, man, your jolt of energy, your jolt of caffeine first thing in the morning, dude. Thank you so much, dude, for joining us this yeah, morning. Now- yeah, it's a letdown. I got to go to work. I got to go into the real world. <laughs> it's okay. Man. Shane, you're the best, my friend. Hey, I always appreciate it. Hey, you didn't say you got to say it. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. There you go. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, getting ready. I know you're going to be tuned in. Can't wait to get uh, Clemens up here on the line with us here in a moment or so to uh, address these uh, reports coming out of Wilmington. But, hey, Shane Albee, you're the best. Talk to you next Let's week, my friend. All right, buddy. Y'all have a great day. That is Shane Albee, the voice of the University of Mount Olive Athletics, and uh, getting ready to join us here on our Spence Automotive guest line. Let me tell you about Spence Automotive uh, real quick, but John Clemens from the Down East Wood Ducks, but let me tell you, Spence Automotive, it's where I get my car service. It's absolutely positively where you should go to. Located at 603 Plaza Boulevard in the old Firestone building. Next to the Piggly Wiggly and Big Lot, Spence Automotive is owned by my good friend and local sports writing legend Keith Spence and is open Monday through Saturday at 7.30 a.m. Spence Automotive takes care of all your car care needs and also sells great tires, too. Give Keith a call at Spence Automotive at 252-686-5011. The next time you need your car service and when you need new tires, and tell him the Brian Hanks Show sent you and joining us right now. On our Spence Automotive guest line, very honored to have with us, uh, especially since I got him right here at the last minute. Uh, what, about an hour ago, I messaged you and saw if you could come on with us. But it's a general manager of our Down East Wood Ducks. It's the great John Clemens uh, joining us. Good morning, John. How you doing, my friend? Brian, good morning. I tell you what, man, I'm Back not going to. Thank you. We're glad to have you. I got to tell you, I, I, I it's about to say, I'm not going to beat around the bush and get straight to the point, but I got to tell you, I was messaging with your pops last night, okay? I mean, throughout the, the NC State game, he showed me the picture. He sent me the picture of uh, you at the game last night, too. Goodness gracious alive, dude. What in the world is going on with your Wolf Pack? They look amazing, dude. Yeah, they started out shooting 83% from three-point land. I think the first six buckets were three-point plays. And they were on fire. And then the second half turned into more of an NBA game with some, a lot of one-on-one action. Um, but overall, it was a, it was a great game. Good atmosphere. You know, it was a late drive home, but, uh, I could use some 
chain all these energy right now to to perk up. Oh, Running no. on one cup of coffee, so I may need a, a few more to get this thing rolling. Well, I tell you what, what we'll do is when I get off the phone with you, I'm going to have you call Shane Alby, okay, and just let him talk to you for about 10 minutes, and I promise, I promise, <laughs> you don't need that extra cup of coffee because you're going to be fired up when you get off the phone with him, dude. What a great fella. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm so glad you introduced us to him and made that connection because he, I mean, he just he knows how to bring it. Hey, hey, I can't take credit for that, my friend. You're mine and yours mutual friend, Jason Bryant. He is the one that made that connection. I didn't know Shane at all until Jason introduced him to introduce him to me, and I think he introduced uh, Shane to uh, to you guys to the Down East Wood Ducks because I didn't know Shane at all. I'd heard from, I heard about him, and I knew about him, but I didn't know him personally. So hey, thank you for saying that, but it wasn't me. That was Jason Bryant that did that, dude. Well, love Jason Bryant. He's a he's a good partner of ours and good friend of mine, and uh, happy to have him, you know, back as a partner this year for the upcoming season. And uh, a sneak peek, uh, we're doing a collard green straw hat with the WRNS logo on it. And I know you're not a big country fan, Brian, but <laughs> you look pretty sexy in a uh, collard green straw hat with the WRNS logo on it. Just saying. Well, I got to tell you, what I'm looking forward to the most this year is just being a fan. I mean, having been your voice, your PA voice for the first five years of the team, and I'm really, Linda and I both, we've been talking about it. Just, I mean, I'll back up Shane every once in a while, but not a whole lot, but every once in a while. But I am looking forward to sitting beside or behind your pops in Section 5 and uh, just being a fan and being able to yell stuff that I couldn't yell when I was on the mic, dude. <laughs> well. Make sure you bring both ears to the game because I'm sure he'll tell you a story. <laughs> I love your dad, man. I've told you that a hundred times. Listen, let's get let's cut to the chase here. Uh, man, a report came out of Wilmington yesterday. Uh, first, I saw it first on Danny Rice's feed, uh, Facebook feed, and then uh, it was from the Wilmington, Wilmington Star News, but not even really going to give them credit because they took their whole report from the WWAY uh, television station report down in uh, Wilmington. But, man... Just the listen, John. I'm going to include myself in that. They the freaking Wilmington Star News uses a, a photo of our field of our logo at Granger Stadium, a Down East Wood Ducks thing, and they don't really come out and say it, John. But they allude to the fact that you know maybe Kinston might be losing their team and might be going to Wilmington. And I'm just saying now again. Let me uh, say this very clearly in either article, in the uh, Wilmington Star News article and in the uh, WWAY report, they don't come out and say, oh, the Downey's Wood Ducks are moving to Wilmington. They just sort of allude to it. That's why I wanted you on the show this morning, John, because <laughs> I wanted you to set the set it straight. I'm going to tag this all over the freaking place and let people know that the general manager of the Downey's Wood Ducks said this. So, John, take it away. Yeah, I think uh... – you know, the article made a lot of speculation, even in the headlines, but, you know, I'll, I'll preface it with, you know, I'm not in, in those meetings with uh, the Rangers on that side and, and the project in Leland. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know a lot of the details. I do know that, you know, they're working on a project um, to try to build a, a stadium down there and, uh, build up the infrastructure around it as far as like hotels, restaurants, and really turn it into an entertainment piece 
around the ballpark. I think that's their main focus and, and what that that side of the business is, is working on. Um, it, it has no correlation to us. Um, so as far as all the speculation and, you know, the graphic on the post, that, I thought that was overboard because it has no speculation with us. Um, you know, at the DM of the Wood Ducks, we're focused on the Wood Ducks in this season and making sure we, we bring it on our end. So, you know, hopefully those listening this morning can understand that, you know, the, the Wood Ducks aren't going anywhere and uh, a, lot, a lot of speculation on that front. So, Well, you can uh, understand, and I will say, and it, this is what bothers me, is Wilmington is, is a sister paper of the Kenson Free Press, such that it is today. And when someone puts something like that out there, you know, with what we went through, and I've now got Jason here uh, across from me right now. It, we, hey, what we went through, hey John, uh, what we went through back in you know 2010 and 2011 when we lost our beloved Kenston Indians, you've got to understand, John, and I know you said you've told me before you used to come to Indians games. There's yeah, a lot of up. sore feelings. There's a lot of uh, exposed nerves. You know what I'm saying? A lot of hurt feelings because we remember what we went through in 2010 and 2011. And I think that was why there was so much response on social media to that, especially with them using the uh, Downey's Wood Ducks logo, you know, in their report. It just – you've got to forgive some people who might have uh, overreacted because they could – they were worried that maybe we're getting ready to go through the same thing we went through 12, 13 years ago. Yeah, as as an avid fan growing up as a kid and watching the Indians play and seeing what they went through in 2011, I can certainly relate and understand the the thought process behind it. Um, but you know, I, hopefully, I can assure them that you know, through this message that you know the, the wood not wood ducks are not involved with that. And I guess the, a good uh, analogy to or comparison is. Um, similar to like the battery in Atlanta or Texas live down in Texas is what they're doing on that side of the business is building up, you know, the hotels and restaurants um, outside of the ballpark and, and trying to drive revenue in that regard. So um, it's a totally different project. They're also um, doing a similar project down in Shreveport, Louisiana and the, the goal in both locations is to put independent teams down there that are unaffiliated with, with Major League Baseball. So they, they more or less have the sideshow with the baseball, but really focused on the, the entertainment aspect of, you know, hospitality and, and the surrounding area. John, uh, good morning, bud. How are you? Good, good. I'm going to be a little bit more brash than you are because <laughs> um, I did my homework and I found the article um from down in Shreveport and my I'm glad you cleared that up because that's a great point. I mean there's no there's no more room in 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 eastern North Carolina for another minor league baseball team as far as right. MILB is concerned and my sense is and you just tell me if I'm correct or if not but you know something like the Savannah Bananas has been so successful in independent baseball from an entertainment standpoint, not much, so much as developing, you know, major league ball players. Is that, in your opinion, the what it looks like? Because that's what it looks like to me that they're trying to do something else to make money, other than you know owning another so-called minor league 
uh, form form baseball club. Yeah, I think that's a great comparison, Jason. Uh, you know, Rev Entertainment. They, I don't know exact figure on, on what they made last year, but they're heavily involved with the Texas Live and all the restaurants there and the entertainment. Um, they do concerts, they do rodeos, they do wrestling events, college baseball showcases, they do the Air Force Army game um, in Texas. So they're heavily involved with more or less outside events that drive revenue. And so this is a, a new opportunity for them to, to tap into that market, I guess, in, in this part of the state. So um, obviously can understand why people would, speculate think we were moving but that's not the case i love it let me ask you this now voice your list to again it's john clemens the general manager of the down east wood ducks joining us this morning here on 960 the bull 960 the bull.com to just put some of these uh speculations and rumors to rest and again i'm going to say it again what i said earlier before i even had you on and now that i have you on here too clemens having worked in newspapers and in the media for as long as i have it really it irritates the hell out of me that that's what they did but i don't even want you to speculate on on that but why can't we do something like that here in kenston what they're doing uh, in brunswick county what i mean is there a possibility i would love love to see stuff pop up around Granger Stadium and to make it more of a, a baseball experience, not just a game. I know you guys have done that with the uh, the Mother Earth Brewing, uh, uh, you know, facility that we have out there. But what is the possibility that we could do something like that here in Kenston, John? Well, I think our, our main focus over the next uh, three to five years is going to be to focus on uh, enhancing the facility first uh, to make sure that we're in compliant with the PDL Major League Baseball standards that are being mandated to every team across the 120 um, that are affiliated. So, I, you know, to your point, I, I would love to see it build up around the ballpark and, and have a similar approach um, from a, a selfish standpoint, a, a personal standpoint. Um, but I think our main focus over the next few years is going to be to try to enhance the, the existing ballpark. Well, John, I'll say it and <laughs> be a little bit more brash than you do. He's, you used, the word, he's used the word brash now twice, John. That's twice. <laughs> yeah, but but I want to go, and and then we'll let you go. And I'm not putting you on the spot, and you really don't have to comment on, on this. It'll just be me um, fussing a little bit. But, you know, when rumors and stuff like this start, people are very passionate in this town. But my message to – Everybody is do your homework before we jump to conclusions. And if you're so worried about the Down East Wood Ducks leaving town, get your rear end to Granger Stadium and support the ball club because there's there's multiple opportunities throughout the whole year to pack that ballpark, get your numbers up, make it a viable investment for the Texas Rangers and just get your butt to the ballpark. And, John, before you even respond to that, I'm going to say I'm coming down today to pay for my season tickets for Linda and I. So I'm not just saying this and agreeing with Jason. I'm going to back it up with my with my, with my my wallet, okay? I mean, let's don't, let's don't cry if, if things don't go the way we want it to. Let's do everything we can do now to fill the ballpark, make it a memorable experience for out-of-towners when, when they come to Kinston. You guys do a great job, but as a fellow Lenore County and, and – Kinstonian, you can. There's stuff we can do. I can go to more ball games. Yeah, 
I get lazy. I don't go to as many as I should. But I'm not going to be the one fussing if 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 something were to happen like that. So my message is get your butt to the ballpark. We got all summer, and and let's have a great season and show these people who we are. Yeah, I, you guys know me pretty well. I'm I'm very passionate about what I do, and I to my fault that sometimes I wear my emotions on my sleeve, but um, I will say like. And my goal is to make what we have the best, best in the business. And um, and to the credit of you know sponsors throughout this area as well as the fan base throughout this area, you know they've been supportive since day one, and we're very grateful for that. And obviously, couldn't keep keep running the ballpark with without their support. And last year was a good year for us. Uh, we were up in attendance from the previous year, and um, pleased with how that went. So. Overall, we're uh, we're doing the right thing, so um, want to keep that rolling for sure. Well, very good. Well, John, I, again, I cannot tell you. I, I'm telling Jason right now. I didn't even hit him up until like 6:45 this morning <laughs> to see if he could come on, Jason, and he graciously, as he always does, came on. And I cannot begin to tell you how much I appreciate you, John, and just letting us know. And I can't wait to send this out over everywhere and let everybody know. Listen. Don't be taking the word of your neighbor's best friend's dog walker's dad or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Straight from John Clemens himself, you can hear him say it. John, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you. Can't wait to see you guys. Like I said, later on today, I'm going to come down and uh, pay for our, our tickets right behind some guy named Greg Clemens. Hey, much appreciated, Brian, and thank you for your help with the uh, HBCU night concept that you and Shiver are working on and putting into action. I think that'll be a, a heck of a night for us. Uh, and looking forward to building on that in future years. Uh, there's a minor, excuse me, a minor league project going on called the Nine in reference to Jackie Robinson and uh, the number he wore in AAA, and it's focused on that demographic, which is um, a market that you know, we have right here in our backyard and, and would love to tap into and get them more involved. So thank you very much for, you know, your support and guidance um, and reaching out to those folks. Absolutely. Well, Shiver's done a lot of great work. I mean, hey, well, you know what? We'll save that for a future visit. How's that? Yeah, because, we'll come back uh, and do this, John, because yeah. I want to I want to talk about everything that you have coming up. And, you know, you and I will fill Brian in on how much work you and I did behind the scenes to get our partnership done this year. After our initial uh, five-year contract had had expired, and and look, man, we're all in. We're not going to quit talking about the Wood Ducks, and we're going to talk about you all all day, every day. Okay, buddy. We well, all do a great job of that, so I appreciate y'all continuing for sure. Well, Clemens, you're the best suit again. I call you last minute, and you come on with us. I do appreciate you. We'll talk to you. I'll see you later on today, dude. Sounds good. You know, yeah. I got you back. I know you do. That's John Clemens, the general manager of your Down East Wood Ducks. And we've gone a little bit over into the second hour. Uh, but uh, just real quick, and I'm serious, like 30 seconds, your thoughts on that whole mess that, well, not mess, but I just, I, I hate the way the media handled it. Well, I I have to admit, I was a little freaked out when I saw it too. Me too. But I've learned not to uh, buy into the hype and the BS clickbait, which is basically what it was. I'm just trying to start a ruckus, and people just do your research and look, man. It was very easy for me to find Rev Entertainment and saw the project they're doing in Shreveport, and I'm like, 
There it is. So. There you go. Well, that's the end of the first hour of the Brian Hanks Show. Coming up, how about this? David Glenn joining us here on the Brian Hanks Show, presented by Lenore Community College.